Well, hello and welcome to Beat the Reset. My name is Tim and I am the guy in the hat. And today I have my special guest from As Good As Gold, Carmel Pavan. How are you, Carmel? Wonderful, Tim. Great to see you. How are you? I'm very well. And uh, today's podcast is is a really interesting one because you and I uh, have been chatting about, you know, the fear that people have uh, and the emotion associated with essentially becoming going from being a consumer to becoming an investor. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of emotion involved with that. And you see this on a day-to-day basis um, in your in your line of work. So um, can you tell us a little bit about some of your experiences and, uh, you know, the sorts of fear that, you know, you see and and people's grievances and their, their, their anticipations and their preconceptions and things like that? Absolutely, Tim. Um, so I've been with As Good As Gold Australia for over seven years and um, it it never ceases to um, really make me a lot more aware of people's emotions. You know, money is emotional, Tim. It's energy as well. But when people talk about money and investments and their financial future, there's so many emotions that go into a just a, a solitary conversation. Um. Is there fear? Yes, absolutely there's fear. These are some of the things that are just the, the general themes uh, and where the fear is derived. I don't know what the future is going to be. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have enough money. Um, it, what's going to happen with digital currency? Will I lose everything? Can I put food on the table? Can I look after my children? All of that and more. And I think you also, Tim, with the consultations that you have, um, people, um, they open up. I mean, we have beautiful, um, discreet offices where you can have a confidential conversation. So people are going to open up to me and I only encourage that. I'm here to support. Yeah, in the past I have studied a little positive psychology and I remember thinking, working in uh, with clients that not to take on their fear but actually offer solutions um, because, you know, we're so – we're emotional beings. We're spiritual beings, Tim. We're emotional beings. And then you throw in this the, the whole um, notion of um, finance, money, purchasing, assets, uh, investment and, and the future and it can be wrought with emotions. And people have um, come in, sometimes they're shaking um, and they're very serious or they start off being very serious. Uh, who are you? You know, what, what do I trust you? I mean, these are the myths that you, we need to also debunk as well. Where, who do you trust to, um, to talk about um, precious metals. Is precious metals the right thing for me? Um, who can I rely on? Who's trustworthy? Who is there um, that, that can look after me while I'm, I'm looking after my own financial future? There's so many emotions. Um, and what I try and do, and then also I should be really positive, actually, Tim, really, when I'm thinking, hang on, that's all that's negative. Yeah, sure, it can be negative when, you're, when it's all about the unknown. But then I try and talk to the client about the positivity um, to say, well, if you do purchase precious metals, you know, gold and silver, bars, coins and rounds, um, that is your investment. It's the protection uh, against um, the devaluing currency, the fiat currency of the day. It's your um, safe haven insurance, as precious metals is known as. And you can always come back 
and just sell your assets to us. You can always come back and sell your gold and silver, of course. Um, you know, we're the third largest uh, equal um, bullion dealer in Australia. We do sell a lot of precious metals, but we also buy back as well. So sometimes I've had clients who've been, um, who maybe overspent or there was an emergency. You know, I had a client whose car broke down and she was desperately wanting to sell $10,000 worth of um, silver back to us so she could legitimately buy a car because she absolutely needed to, to have wheels for her job. So, um, again, you know, emotions um, are absolutely um, sometimes sky high in this industry and my job is to listen and to then allay, allay the fears as much as possible by focusing on what you're doing now and what the future might look like. Because it is a lot brighter when you've got a piece of precious metals in your hand. Wouldn't you agree to Oh, that? yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's quite generational. There's a lot of misconceptions about money and, uh, you know, this generational kind of myth that, uh, you know, we're born as a middle class, we have to live as a middle class. You know, and I was telling you a story earlier, and I was going to share this story with, with, with the listeners, and that is that um, I went past Chanel on Collins Street and there was a, a great grandma, I'm pretty sure she was a grandma, I hope I don't insult her too much, but uh, she looked like she was a grandma and she had um, four or five kids, little kids, and she just was very adamant. The kids were looking in the window and they were ooing and they were ahhing and she was very adamant when she, as I went past and she said to them, don't bother about looking at that, you'll never be able to afford it. We wow. can't afford that. That's way outside anything we could ever imagine or dream of. And right. I'm thinking to myself, well, well, two things. Why have we reached that situation? Why? And and why are you programming your children in this way? Because as children, you're going to remember that. You're going to grow up and look at that Chanel and you're going to go up the top end of Collins Street and go, this end is, of, of town is not for me. Um, that's a programming Absolutely. This, these the, They're the seeds that of these powerful words that get dropped into the subconscious and get locked in there, Tim. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and your observation was... Um, crystal clear, um, words have power. Every word we say, and I'm emphasising, obviously slowly, but every word has resonance. Every word has power behind it. So if you choose to then string a sentence together to say, hey, my dear child, you're never going to be able to afford that. That seed that then marinates over time is toxic to the extreme. I do agree with you um, about generational. Um, look, let's look at the opposite um, side of that spectrum, Tim, where um, where you've got a, a generation now, say the uh, Generation X millennials, where uh, money is, is not an issue and they're not thinking about money. Um, you know, that classic um, where our Prime Minister said that, um, you know, if you didn't spend your avocado, smashed avocado on toast, $18, well, it's probably about 25 now, but th that's irrelevant. That might just be their treat. Again, look at the words that are chosen to say, well, that's your fault. You know, you need to take full responsibility of um, not, maybe not looking after your finances. So every word, I, you know, I'm absolutely adamant about this. I'm a huge advocate of um, positive psychology um, because it underpins the energy that we're emitting and every word has energy as well. So we have to be very mindful of what we say to ourselves. Yeah, and, and I want to add to that by saying that, you know, people tend to, especially as parents, we, ha we pass our experience experiences on naturally to our children. So if we've got a 
poor mindset regarding finance or money or currency, as I like to call it, then we'll pass that same mindset on to our children. It's like our ancestors. You know, when we were born, we were told, uh, you know, get go and get education, whatever that means. Work really um, hard. Work really hard, whatever that means. Everything that investors don't do, right? Investors, instead of working, they get their their money, uh, their to currency work to work for, for them. them. So you so you have more quality time with your family. And as you know, the middle classes spend a huge amount of time chasing this fiat currency, which is, as we know, debased over time. So you now need to work more hours to get the same thing. And of course, we develop a mindset as parents. Uh, and as adults, and then we pass it on to our children. We tell them exactly what we just learned, and that is, you know, this you have to work really, really hard to get these things, you know. Um, but do you? I mean, why are we not taught how to invest? I mean, you're right. This language has to change. We, I see that regularly. In fact, with clients, uh, it, it, where, um, and I'm going to be gender specific here. Uh, we do see quite a lot of women. Interesting, it would just you know, over the last year or so, there's been quite a few women who have um, become extremely self-aware post-COVID and then start looking at their financial future. Now, I'm a woman myself. Uh, I'm not going to bang on, on about the, um, you know, the, the salary gap, um, women's rights. I'm a major feminist. But I really want to say that um, one of the, the, the issues that you've mentioned is absolutely true, Tim. We are not taught uh, how to save as children. We are not taught about the power of um, compound interest. We're not, talk, we're not taught about, certainly not um, at all ta- um, spoken to or educated about precious metals or different assets or investments, none of that. I spent about two years in finance uh, and we were fine. It was a great eye-opener. We we, um, that was when I realised that, that um, all the products that were sold had a value to the business as much as they had a value, value to uh, the client themselves. Five years ago, just over five years ago, we were doing, as good as God Australia, we were uh, doing a lot of events um, on a Saturday afternoon because we wanted to, to really promote the benefits and the value of purchasing precious metals for your uh, increased wealth over time. And we um, had perhaps 100 to 150 people in the audience, um, maybe 10 of them were women back then. So our CEO, uh, Daryl Paynes, um, you know, just had a, a word to me and said, come out, why are women not here? Why are they not investing? Why are they not interested? Do they not want to care about their financial future? So I said, you know what, I'll put my journalist hat on. Daryl, I'll find out. So there were a couple of myths. One, it's only for the wealthy. This is what they were telling me. No, Carmel, I can't afford it. It's only for the wealthy. My tax accountant, my financial planner um, says, no, look, it's not worth it. I don't know anyone who um, buys precious or purchases precious metals. Um, steer clear. It's a pet rock, quote, quote unquote. Um, and, you know, banks don't approve it. Oh, it's all too hard. I need to put um, food on the table for my children. Well, that has completely... 360. It's changed drastically over the last few years. The pandemic, as I said, very much has influenced um, people opening their eyes, people being a little more aware of, hey, what's going on? What's happening um, through to health, through to my wealth? And so we've got probably 60 to 70% now females who are purchasing precious metals. And they tell me, I have been self-educating 
So I am so proud that um, I can stand here and say, uh, you know, they've done this themselves. Um, they, they, they're choosing to become a lot uh, more aware. They're choosing to think about, well, is cash in the bank the only investment that I have to make? Or can I do something with my um, cash, my fiat currency? Um, precious metals, absolutely, buying gold and silver, even if it's not for themselves, for their children and maybe even their grandchildren. Um, so I'm seeing more and more of this kind of empowerment that our female clients, predominantly, I'm not saying that men don't, but that they've they've turned it around. They've actually uh, empowered themselves emotionally, empowered, looked at the words they use, looked at the language that they're um, speaking uh, to themselves and their children, because, you know, it always starts with self-awareness. You need to know who you are before you do anything in this world. Tim, and uh, and then started actually actioning. Um, they're um, looking for this empowerment towards their financial future. Yeah, and I think also with regarding women. I mean, there was a you know I know this is stereotypical, but in the fifties and sixties there was this idea of the family unit. The woman stayed home, the man went out to work, and of course when you and I were growing up, that was our view yes. that the man was the breadwinner. But things have changed with hyperinflation and the need for basically everyone to pull their weight now. You can't just have the husband working because he's not going to be able to uh, secure the family with that kind of income. So generally the, the the female has to get into the workforce. And what I've found with women is they're very, very creative and efficient and practical with the way their brains work with money. Men are a little more primal. I don't know uh, whether you have well, that, any that's view on that. That's that shift that I mentioned that, you know, just looking at the, for um, just over five years ago where there were majority men in the audience, and sure, they might have been thinking they're taking risks, um, but definitely diversifying their portfolio. Now it's the women driving that conversation at the kitchen table and they can't they're coming in. They actually. They, I have wonderful women who say, "Carmel, I'm totally on board. Can you convince my partner?" Yeah, I've got that on my channel as well. I got a, a lot of women that, uh, you know, even people who uh, the, their, their relationship hasn't survived because there's such a difference of opinion. Whereas in the past, the woman wouldn't even have had an opinion. Yeah. Um, and uh, some men really do just want to hold on to that that control in the relationship. It kind of almost, you know, I don't want to sort of get into arguments about male and female relationships. I'm no expert, but men don't want to relinquish that control. And there's a lot of men, and I keep saying men predominantly because they have been the breadwinners and they were yeah. taught that this is what you do. You buy real estate, you buy shares, you know, you stay in this company and you get long service leave. So, yeah, I mean, things have definitely changed. And, and therefore, maybe the, the um, fear is coming from them from that perspective if the, if the women in the relationship are driving um, these discussions. And they're all leading to purchasing precious metals, obviously, that we're talking about it. So, Without a doubt. Absolutely. So we're here to, of course, um, you know, you, you do the same thing, Tim. Um, we talk to people um, on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, yes, there's emotions, but there's some really powerful emotions out there. There's a lot of action you can take and uh, we're here for the long haul, empowering yourself towards your financial future. Um, that is the best way and that's what our purpose is. Yeah, 100%, uh, Carmel. Well, look, it's always great talking to you. We um, we have a lot of coffee and we share a lot of war stories and you and I together between your business as good as gold and beat the reset, we, we have a lot of stories. We see a lot of people Going from co uh, consumers uh, to investors, we see the transition. We watch the fear. We watch the empowerment. No one ever goes. Never. No one ever leaves uh, gold and silver. Have you ever noticed that no one ever goes back to fiat currency after you discover the real monetary system? Absolutely. You never really look at um, 
the fiat system in the same way. You're certainly starting to diversify and people are very proud uh, once they do make that first start, the first step. And, you know, it could be a first-time investor with a couple of hundred dollars through to a seasoned investor. Um, and, you know, we're here to help everyone. It's our purpose. We love it. So thank you so much, Tim. Absolute pleasure. It's uh, always talking to you. That's Carmel Pavan from As Good As Gold, Melbourne. And I'll put your details below so people can contact you. Uh, once again, uh, for all you people listening, thank you for being part of Beat the Reset. And as always, look after your family, look after your health, which is your number one non-negotiable. Uh, look after your wealth and as always, make good choices. 